up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. What a beautiful Wednesday. <laughs> what the fuck is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, back at it again for another episode of Call Her Daddy. Hi, everyone. I have a question for you. Have you ever watched the show Shameless? If you have not, you are not living your best life. Daddy Gang Shameless is one of my favorite shows. It is one of the most bingeable shows out there. It's authentic. It feels real. And my favorite thing about the show is you start essentially caring about the characters right away. And when I say right away, like literally episode one, which is truly a testament to a great show and great acting. I remember I got out of college. I was living in the 301. If you're OG daddy gang, you know, the 301, my first apartment, basically in the Lower East Side. And I would lay for hours. I would have the ultimate bed sores. Okay. Because I was binging Shameless. And I was so caught up in what Lip and Fiona and Carl and Liam and Debbie fucking Gallagher were doing. It's basically a story of six kids raising themselves because their alcoholic father is chilling at the local bar. The alibi shout out every morning, every night he's there and the kids are raising themselves. Every single possible theme that you would want to see in a show is basically explored. Daddy gang, today I have on one of the actors that was a huge part of this show. Emma Kenny plays Debbie Gallagher, the youngest sister of this dysfunctional family. I was so excited to sit down with her because I think aside from wanting to know, obviously, the dynamic with castmates, I also wanted to ask her, she started on the show when she was nine years old and is on a set where drugs and alcohol are kind of almost glamorized and so you wonder like how does that affect a child at that age where you're on a set and cocaine and weed are fully a part of this family's everyday dynamic and you're like how does that then translate into affecting you in your actual real life as an actress on a set of that kind of show so daddy gang enjoy this episode sit back relax And if you want, pause, go watch Shameless, and then come back if you haven't watched it. And if you have watched it, fucking enjoy, because it's a great episode. Bye. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with sparkling ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor, sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Okay. Emma Kenny. I'm so happy to have you here. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I was going to sing for you, but then I was like... <laughs> That's I, the worst. I hate when people sing for me on my birthday. And then you just awkwardly sit there in silence. I just do an awkward dance and yeah. wait oh. for it to be over. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I kind of like sit there in silence and like want it to be over too. Daddy gang, Emma Kenny is an actress who stars on the hit show The Connors and spent 11 years, which I just realized it's literally half of your life, Emma, portraying Debbie Gallagher on Showtime's show Shameless. I am the biggest fucking fan of Shameless, as I feel like everyone is. (laughs) The best. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. You're from New Jersey. I am. I'm from PA. I went to high school. Oh, sick. Okay, yeah. So like Jersey girls, Which part of Pennsylvania? I'm closer to New Jersey than I am to Philly. So I went to high school in New Jersey. Oh. As I'm doing research on you. I looked up your award-winning directorial <laughs> debut. It was when you were nine, you made a short film. I did. Yeah, I was I was nine. Like I've always, it was before I started Shameless, like I've, I've always just been into like, you know, acting and kind of the whole creative process. And yeah, I like would write a lot of scripts and my mom was like, why aren't you like making them? And I'm like, because I'm nine. You know, I guess I went about and did it anyways. And it was a finalist in the New Jersey International Film Festival. Did you have like cameras and stuff in your house or you just randomly wanted to go get a camera and be like I wanted to make this so uh, the first commercial I ever did I bought a Canon Vixia video camera with the commercial money I still remember it I went to Sammy's cameras in New York with my mom and I was like nine okay so you were doing commercials was the first thing you did for like acting yeah I was doing a lot I did a lot of student films at NYU growing up on the weekends and then um also commercials and stuff and did you want to get into that or did your parents be like oh you should do commercials my parents put me into a bunch of classes growing up like they weren't like you need to be an actress they signed me up for soccer dance karate acting whatever singing and the only thing I actually liked was acting like I would get I'd get so anxious going to, to soccer going to anything except for acting so you start super early and then when was your audition for shameless and like what was that experience and process like my original audition for the show I was nine and it was in New York and um nine Sorry. yeah it was I know it's weird because now I'm older and I'm, I'm 22 now and it's like you know I'll see kids that are that age and I'm just like that's insane like I was hardly even a human but literally fetus yeah <laughs> like kids you know it's, it's so young and did your parents and everyone like know the premise of the show when you were like auditioning yes my mom and I I remember I have like a distinct memory of us finding a clip of the UK shameless it was you know before it's easy to like find clips and things on YouTube um on some random website that was probably like the dark web and um oh my god basically just going going off of that and it was you know kind of did you did you know what character you were like trying to play yes and I I I distinctly remember just like 
trying to replicate the British Debbie's oh, audition. Okay. And then I get, I go to the callback and they're like, oh, just like switch it up. Like do something different. Wait, that's so interesting that you kind of already had like a format to follow. Yeah. After you started on Shameless, did you keep going to like in-person school? Like how did the kids treat you in school? I fully went to real public high school in New Jersey until 10th grade. What? Yeah, no. It, honestly, I'm so glad that I had that experience too because I don't know if I was super grateful for it, you know, when I was going through it. Right. But I look back and I'm, I'm glad I had that. The kids were not the nicest always like they would call me my character name in the hallway and like kind of give me a hard time and I didn't love that and I was coming from LA and I I didn't really like I wasn't with the kids all the time so I didn't have like a set group of friends that I you know so you're playing a character and playing her role of those formative years and then trying to figure out like what yours is supposed to be so you were traveling to LA Mm -hmm. how did you even keep going to high school I had like a great studio teacher that you know we worked with on set and she would basically just keep in touch with the guidance counselor and the principal at my my schools in New Jersey they would just kind of collab it was like pre-zoom days but they would blow up my face on like the projector and so I was like in class and it was absolutely mortifying you're like please take that down why does my face literally and I like hate attention to begin with so I'm like this is the last thing I want right now and especially when you're in middle school and high school that's why I fucking sometimes hate high school and I'm always like if anyone's listening in high school like you're gonna you're gonna get through it you're gonna be fine in high school the fact that people weren't nice to you because what you were acting yeah like it's weird because I don't know myself without shameless in a way so it's like I don't know if I would have been picked on if I wasn't doing the show for other reasons maybe maybe it was a me thing maybe it's just who knows but kids are mean and like yeah you know to people in high school it's like you'll get through it and it's not gonna be this is not the end all be all one hundred percent. I hear what you're saying. You're like, I'm happy that I went to high school uh-huh. because now you look back, you still got to do semi-normal things yes. while living a semi-not normal life. So that's kind of cool because I know obviously some kids would just go right to like homeschooling. Right. Um. So many kids just did that. And I, I didn't want that. Like I did want that. Like I, I really wanted to have, I didn't want to look back and, and regret things. Like when I was, I think 16, I got a job at a bakery in New Jersey because I wanted to like do something other than just having only ever been an actor. It was like five months I worked there, but you okay, know. you're a well-rounded gal over here. <laughs> you're like I needed to get my foot in the door at the bakery because Shameless <laughs> wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It was um, fun. I'd fill cannolis and. Uh, um, so you show up the first day on the Shameless set. What do you remember about the first day? I know that's so long I actually kind of do remember the first day. I haven't thought about it in so long. Everybody had been officially casted and our our, uh, our pilot director, Mark Mylod, he got all of us together. We hung out on the Gallagher living room and we played like Guitar Hero and like Rock Band or whatever it's called. And we kind of just like a bonding day and they brought a bunch of like Nerf guns and we were all like shooting each other with Nerf guns running around stage and... I remember he sent us home with some homework that night and he wanted everybody to go home and like write a diary entry as if we were our characters and design. Oh, I remember too. He would, he asked Ethan and I to like draw like family portraits and stuff to like design the Gallagher house set. So like my art is up there and you know, the Gallagher house set, if you, if you peek in the background, you'll see some of it. Who were you like fast friends with? Was there someone immediately day one? You're like, oh, I vibe with you. Ethan and I were automatically like, we're like Irish twins. I I think that's a saying, right? Yeah, Irish twins. We're like three weeks apart in age. We are both only children. He did the same thing as me. He would go back to Chicago, go to his public school. And literally like, so we have the, there's nobody else in the world that like understands the situations that we went through, like 
like we do. Did you ever get like homesick? And did you talk about that together? Like have each other? Definitely. Like he was more of like the popular boy in his school. So I think he missed his oh. like, you know, his friends and his girls and everything back east, back, I guess, more Midwest for yeah. him than I did. Like I thrived more in LA on set. That but our whole thing was we hated set school. Like we are notorious in the set school teacher industry for being like the bad kids. Like Rebels. now we're older, but we would like lock each other in our trailers so that like, and avoid the set teachers. They're like, you have to come to school now. Like, like we, we don't pretend we're not in there. Like kind of like your characters almost. Yeah. You're no, like, fuck it, you now. For sure. Like that's kind of amazing. And did like your parents ever go to set? Like were my parents dad. on set? Oh wow. Yeah. My dad would be on set. He'd be in my trailer. My dad is such a sweet guy. Like he, Growing up, uh, you know, in the sports industry, he started off, he was a paper boy for the New York Post, like when he was a kid. And then he worked his way up and became one of the editors at the New York Post. And then when I booked Shameless, he quit his job at the Post that he had been doing, you know, decades to to get there and, you know, took me to L.A. so I could do my dream, which was really sweet. Did you ever feel like guilty? Yeah, for sure I did. And, you know, sometimes I still do, but... um, He's such a sweet guy, my yeah. dad. And then he actually went back to the post a few years after that. And now he lives in LA and he does other sports stuff. But I can't even like imagine how proud, especially because you're an only child. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God, the only child syndrome. Do you ever feel like you're like all the pressure is on you and the focus is on you? I definitely felt the focus all being on yeah. me growing up because I was the only one that they yeah. were focusing on. Yeah. And I, um, You know, sometimes it kind of makes you go the opposite direction. Yeah. Even just as a child, when your parents are like staring at you and you're like, oh my God, I want you to stop looking at me. And like, (laughs) that was the nice thing about having siblings, which Mm. do you feel like having shameless, it was fun to like have almost like fake siblings. So you got, did it feel at all like an actual family at times? We 100% felt like a a family and we still do. It's like, I know we're going to be in each other's lives forever. Like we had such a bonding experience, like going through this for so long and um, the 95% of the cast is only children as well. Did you ever feel like you're like, okay, I feel like I've really like matured and grown up, but was there ever a moment where you felt like, but people are still treating me like I'm a kid? Yeah, 100%. Like that, I definitely felt that way for a minute, but it, you know, like sometimes there would be the vibe where it's like, they'll grab on you and, and I'll see it sometimes on set, you know, various things like somebody, you know, might grab a kid and say, go there, go do this. And I'm like, okay, they're humans. Like, you know, I would have wanted somebody to stand up for me in, in that kind of a situation. So I'm, I'm always kind of looking out for like the underdog or the, the kid on set per se. I yeah. Went it. That's a really interesting point because like, I understand what you're saying when kids are so young, literally people need to be like yeah. moving them to be like physically stand here. And it's like, that's not, you know, don't let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> And when you're, did you have that happen to you a lot when you were? Definitely. But I also am somebody where it's like, I was always hyper aware of things. That's good. So I'm, I'm always like, okay, like they need me here. Like I'm always one step ahead. That's good. And I don't mean that in like a cocky way. No, I I think that's (laughs) good. Especially like as a woman in the industry to be like, hyper aware so you're like nobody's got to touch me like I'll be there when yes. I need to be there fact because I can imagine as you're growing up then you're like wait I know last year maybe I was like 13 and now two years later I'm 15 mm-hmm. but like now I actually feel like an adult and like right. but you're all still on the same exact set so time kind of is like a weird concept of like wait guys I've grown up treat me like an adult right if you haven't watched this show there's like drugs alcohol <laughs> sex booze cocaine for breakfast you're washing it down with beer there's like pregnancy like everyone's everywhere and it's like this chaotic dysfunctional amazing family that like you kind of want to be a part of but you're also like I'm happy watching it over here vibe I have to ask you in those moments where 
there's all these drugs and chaos like was there like a dare set on the like on set like after a I'm scene dead. of you being like doing drugs or something people being like okay now everyone reminder like drugs are not cool yeah like <laughs> how did that work no we, we didn't have any of that um but that's crazy you realize that like how young you were and like all yeah. the stuff and then everyone's like all right take a break and you were just like downing a beer and you're like okay I'm gonna go to my trailer and you're 12 right like, yeah that's wild there was I mean yeah definitely like I my parents were very um like protective of me like no drinking no smoking no sex nothing like very protective and in a way I think that kind of like pushed me to do maybe the opposite yeah at certain times in my life and um yeah a lot of people ask me if like maybe I went through phases because of shameless and I actually don't think it was because of shameless. But then again, I also don't know myself without the show. So it's hard to even say But that's life. You don't know. It definitely opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't even know existed. I remember there was like season one, there was a scene where there was like weed in the scene or whatever. And I didn't know what weed was. Like I remember asking people on set, I was like, what is this? Like, and I was like, how do they make it? And they were like, it, they grow it. And I was like, what do you mean they grow it? Like, I was so it was like real weed on set. Well, and you're no, like, it was like herbal weed. Okay, like, okay. And they have like, all random, like, for example, like movie cocaine is lactose powder. Oh my God. Which makes Dude, your nose very itchy. I can't even imagine the amount of times, whether you're reading the script mm-hmm. or you're in a scene and you're like, I didn't know what that was until I read it or I was acting it. So like weed was something, but like I didn't know what fucking Coke was when I'm like nine, 10, Mm, 11. Mm -hmm. And so like, who were you asking those questions? Just the cast, the the crew. Like there were so many, I I have so many funny memories. I remember there was one line where the the line was um, like a nymphomaniac. Oh yeah. And I had no idea what that was. And I was like, what's a nymphomaniac? And I'm like saying in front of everybody and they're like, uh, like she's, how do I answer this? Like that, without and getting the fact arrested. that your character is supposed to be saying that. So yeah. you're like, well, I want to know, like, what does it mean? Oh my God. I remember God. asking them what a, what a dildo was. <laughs> oh my because it was God. Scripted, and I was like, what is that? Like, just did you no ever idea. like go to your parents and be like, yeah, I, on set today, like I learned what like a nymphomaniac and a dildo was mom. For sure. She's like, sweetie, your job is so incredible. Keep yeah. Going. it's like what like, that's so kind of wild because I didn't know what a dildo was at that age yeah like that's crazy <laughs> okay were there any scenes that were really hard to film that have like stayed with you interesting question that have stayed with me the, the, the one scene that well maybe a few would come up but the top of my list would probably be the one where Monica it was like a Thanksgiving episode and Monica um tried to kill herself um that was a really dark scene to watch like it was just very heavy on set and I didn't really fully know what was going on I think at that point because I was so young but yeah I look back and it's that's really heavy and then there was another scene where Liam as a baby got into like a a stash of drugs and I remember that we like in the scene we're supposed to come up and he's like on the floor with like powder all over his face and he's like sleeping and I just remember the director was like okay like close your eyes like you're gonna pretend you're asleep and I was like that's really dark like you're like I don't like this yeah, that was really sad like I remember everybody on set that day was like actually crying and I didn't even know what was going on but I was like crying like I'm like this little baby like did you ever like go home those nights and like lay there and be like what just happened like did that it feel almost real at times yeah, I mean, certain scenes for sure. It's like at the end of the day, it's like acting is you're channeling your own inner demons and your own inner 
inner emotions and bringing that up. So it's like you kind of can't help but feel for somebody if they're giving such a raw performance. Was there ever for you a scene that was like hard for you specifically to film? There has been a bunch. One that sticks out, I remember it was like I was maybe 12 or something and I was at the public pool in the scene and I'm wearing like a little white bathing suit and then the mean girls put ketchup on my seat. And like there was just like a bunch of teenagers like at the pool and I'm like 12 and I'm, you know, insecure. And I remember I was very embarrassed and anxious about that leading up to it. There would be a lot of scenes, honestly, where I would read it in the script and I was extremely anxious leading up to it, whether it be like a sex scene or like even just a kissing scene. Like I had my first kiss on camera and I was so anxious about it leading up to it. I was 11. It was like in the playground. It was all wholesome, but. But like, you're like, this is my first kiss. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like I would have been like, does someone want to practice with me before I go up there? (laughs) Like you didn't practice. You were like, you just winged it. I definitely practiced on my hand a whole bunch. I actually remember talking to Emmy about it, like leading up to it. And I was like, and I remember she was like, kiss my hand, like practice on my hand. And then she's like, give more, give less. Like giving these like crazy notes. This doesn't really look. I remember I used to do that. Like I'd be like the wall. I'm like, the wall is not a pair of lips. So like we got to find something better for the young kids. True. I guess the hand could be better than the wall. I definitely tried on the wall. Okay. (laughs) That scene though, back to the bathing suit makes me like my heart. Me too. Yeah. Like I know it's. Did you ever talk to anyone before the scenes? I didn't have the um, confidence. I wasn't able to stand up for myself at that point and say I wasn't comfortable doing it. And I also was reminding myself that kids go through this stuff. And I did want to be strong enough and brave enough. Okay, this is in the script. I'm going to remind myself this is in the script. Like, people go through this. Let me shine a, a light on it. And maybe somebody can relate. 1,000% 1,000% people yeah. can relate. So mean. Like, it's so mean. Can we not, can kids not do that to kids? Kids like, are such fucking assholes. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it was so hard? Do you think it was because it actually like felt Yeah, like, you? I mean, it was, what happened in the scene was literally happening to me, although it was scripted really? because I was sitting in the ketchup and it was yeah. a whole bunch of kids around me laughing and I'm like in a bathing suit and I'm all yeah. shy and I'm like in a bikini. She's trying to be cool and like yeah. cute. And Like would you call your parents? Like who did you go to in those moments after? Probably like Shanola. She was always okay. like a great, like she's like a second mom to me, like yeah. big sister, second mom, whatever it is. Okay, um, that's good. She was always been there for me and was always giving me very good sound advice the guys don't deal with some of that shit yeah and they would definitely try and right. like they're the sweetest like, like you don't get it yeah like jeremy cam like they're my yeah. they're my big brothers and yeah. um they'll try <laughs> right but it's like no you don't get it white yeah. bathing suit red ketchup yeah it sucks and they're like oh yeah i can't really yeah. how did playing debbie gallagher affect emma kenny i always admired debbie's wits and if something was thrown her way she would be able to to kind of finesse and get what she wanted out of it or or at least I don't want to say learn a lesson because maybe she wouldn't always learn her lesson and would you know make the same mistake again but I always really admired her hard work and her go-getter mentality yeah but I do feel for you in terms of even back to that pool scene of like the writers weren't easy on Debbie. They were not. Like, no, and I've said that before. I've said that before. Like, love the writers, but also... Of course. I was mad at them sometimes. Yeah, like, you're so young at that point. Like, sometimes it's hard to be like, it's bigger than me because it's you in the moment. Like, yeah. what was the best thing when you look back for yourself about playing Debbie? 
I just always have such a soft spot for Debbie. Like it's it's weird. Like she was a part of my life for so long, yeah. and it's it's only been a few months that we wrapped the show, so I'm, I'm still kind of getting out of the headspace of it, but. This is such a strange thing to even think, but I'll be at a restaurant and like they'll be like, you know, they have extra toilet paper or whatever in the bathroom. And my brain goes to Debbie where if I were Debbie right now, I would probably steal extra toilet paper rolls to bring home for my family. You know what I mean? Like I just think how I Debbie would sometimes. You. I love <laughs> You're like, Debbie would put these down my pants and run out of here. 100%. You're like, you're like Emma, stop, stop, And sometimes stop. I'll be on set in my trailer and there'll be extra toilet paper rolls and I don't want to have to go to the grocery store and I'll take them home. Stop. And I'll have that Debbie moment. That is kind of iconic. Okay, so Emmy Rossum played your older sister. Mm-hmm. Was there any ways that it actually felt like a sister relationship? 100%. In good and bad ways, to be honest. Yeah, You know, um, we were both so young. I was obviously a lot younger. There were times where she would try to be a good influence, and then there were times where she would be blatantly giving me... um, Bad. Not the best advice, and maybe she was struggling with her own inner problems and taking it out on other people, but we all um, handled situations differently. But I... um, Growing up, I definitely took note from not just her in particular, but people of things I want to carry on in my life and things I do not want to carry on in my life. And that's period. As also like a young woman navigating this industry, it's you are it's you're so fortunate to come in contact with anyone in the industry that you can learn something from. Yeah. And also just like be like, Yes, want to do that. Nope, yep. don't want to do that. Especially at the formative years for you. Was it ever a moment where you felt like you were like living in her shadow or like were people trying to like pin you two against each other? It's funny you say that because yeah, that dynamic, I, I felt that dynamic yeah. for sure. And I never understood it because I was nine and she was like over 10 years older than me. So I'm like, why is there a weird competition here when... I'm not trying to compete. Right. Um, I don't know if it was other people on set creating that or if it was her creating it. Yeah. But I know I wasn't creating it. And there's, it's not like nobody's that with men. competing. That's, that's how I feel about everything. Right. That nobody is competing with anybody because what's meant to you for you will come for you. Right. So you can't make anything, you can't make a wrong decision. Yeah. I, that's really interesting. Also very mature of how you view that. How did you feel when Emmy left the show? Like what was the vibe of all of that? It was Um, it was bittersweet because I had known her for so long and I have a lot of love for Emmy. Like I've, I've known her for so long. We haven't spoken in years. We're not like, you know, but that's okay. Like I have a lot of love for her and I, I hope that she finds her happiness and, um, I heard she had a baby and that's beautiful and I'm sure she's going to be a lovely mother. That's great. So, yeah. Now you kept going with Shameless. Mm -hmm. Were you so happy that it just kept continuing? I was, of course, happy the show was continuing because, you know, we have a great time doing it. And I I love my I love my Shameless family. And, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was it was weird at first for sure. But it also the set became a little bit more of a positive place. I'm not going to lie. That's great. I would I remember before pre pre her leaving. I'd go to set some days and I'd be very anxious about having a scene with her because wow, because she had just, a bad day. She made it a bad day for everybody. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good for you and your mental health that like you got to experience another 
era of like doing mm-hmm. it on your own and like having kind of just like a new vibe. Yeah. That's good. Okay. How did playing Debbie Gallagher affect Emma Kenny? I yeah like there were certain things that I I wasn't even insecure about until it came up on television or it came up in the script and I was like oh god like should I be insecure about this but then right. you know you grow up and you accept who you are and you make the best of who you are and yeah I guess that's all you can do and I just I really just tried to to be brave and to be strong and think of the bigger picture and think that this yeah. is I'm an artist like you know I'm, yeah, I'm nine I'm an artist but I, I am at the end of the day and I wanted I wanted to to make it timeless and people to be able to relate. Well, you definitely made it relatable and you definitely were someone like for me a character that I was constantly like oh. yeah, like I can tell behind the scenes. Did you ever like go to your parents or people and just be like is this something that's wrong with me? Like 100%, especially Shanola. Yeah. Like I would literally I I have had so many conversations with her about that over the years and She's so sweet and would give me such honest and empowering yeah. advice. And like, what would be an example of something that you would go to her about? Um, I'm trying to. I mean, everything. Honestly, like she, everything. Body image yeah. issues. Um, I used to be insecure about my freckles, and like there'd be like lines here and there about my freckles or whatever. And um, dude, I was the same when I was younger. Yeah, but like now people draw them on, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, where was this ten years ago? Right. <laughs> Right? Like, you have to find the positive, but when you're yeah. younger, it's really fucking hard. It is. It it's is. Hard. But it's nothing hard. is forever, and, you know, we all grow into who we're meant to be. Yeah. Debbie got pregnant at a very <laughs> young age on mm-hmm. the show. Where were you at that time in your life? Like, can I ask you, like, had you even had sex? Like, I think I was 15 or 16, okay. so no, I had not. That's wild. Yeah. And, like, what? was your love life like at that time you're like on oh set having a baby and then you're like non-existent I was <laughs> you're like two minutes ago I just had my first kiss on yeah. screen like, what the fuck? how did that first kiss go on oh my gosh I remember um I was so nervous about it leading up and my dad was there literally behind the cameras watching it his Stop. mom was there and then I remember after the first take like I was like literally I'm like counting my head I'm like five four three two one happens anyways then they cut and everybody's like clapping and laughing I'm like stop fuck you all I'm beat red stop wait was it a makeout or like a kiss it was a kiss it was like a wholesome little kiss and like I think he was like smoking a cigarette in the scene and like I'm like 11. <laughs> the fact that your dad was there, did you just, you let him be there? I, I mean, I was, I had to have a parent on set. I was oh, right. <laughs> so young. So you're like, dad, close your eyes. Yeah. But also, was that awful? Anybody? The yes. fact that they clapped for you. But they clapped and laughed because it was just, it was so cute. I'm did sure. you only have to do one take? No, we did oh. like six or seven. By that point, you're like, <laughs> I'm an old pro. I am ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm a great kisser now. I've kissed him seven times. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. But then like when you actually had your real first kiss, like how did? <laughs> I mean yeah like definitely different but I also felt like I had experience right so you were like yeah literally I'm like uh, you're like this isn't my no first big deal around yeah. and they're like wait really you're like well I did kiss someone on a tv show but that doesn't matter I've kissed yes. wait that's amazing what was the worst thing about playing Debbie sorry that's a hard question no um it's kind of easy actually like oh. they gave me so much to um certain seasons of the show like they made her in the script at least very like unlikable and they'd you know I'd, I'd they'd be like you're so mean to your siblings and I'm like dude it's this is the writing like relax but then I remember I, I made a conscious effort because I was sick of getting told that and I was like god like maybe this is just my ego that doesn't want to be told this anymore that I'm you know the worst part of shameless or that I'm oh. you know so like um whatever 
So I just tried to change my approach. They didn't change the writing, but I just tried to change my approach with the lines and come from a more vulnerable spot than a aggressive aggressive spot. Exactly. Wait, that's so fucking annoying. Yeah, I mean, I've been told everything under the sun, honestly. Like what? Like I've been told, you know, everything. Like you're the best. You're the worst. You're horrible. You should get fired. You should, you know, you should get a spinoff. Like, oh, you're like, yeah. All you're sorts. like the spinoff. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, that's kind of annoying. What do you see that on like social media or like in person? People say that both, both, hundred percent both. Like I've definitely been recognized, and they're like, I literally hated. They're like, oh my god, you're Debbie. I literally hated you. <laughs> like, 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 oh cool. They're like, can I get a pic? I'm like, you sure you want one? Yeah, you're Mr. Like, Hater. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> Okay, um, have you shot a sex scene? I have. Okay. Can you Not straight up nudity that I've, I, I haven't agreed to that. When I turned 18, the producers of Shameless asked me if I was comfortable like doing nudity and I told them I was not because I started the show so young that I thought it would be weird for the audience to like see me go there. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, just I thought that'd be weird. I'm not saying I, I like wouldn't do it if it was like, you know, in a project I was passionate about and I felt comfortable enough to do. But yeah, for Shameless, I, I didn't feel comfortable like showing any actual skin. So you just did heavy makeout scenes and shit. Yeah, and it's like in- implied right. sex scenes is what they would say. How awkward are those scenes? They can be awkward for sure if you don't have the right partner. Got I've it. had people like where I've had to do like hookup scenes and right. it's, you know, maybe not not my first choice. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's not who I fucking yeah. take out on the street, but yeah. you know. And but then like how, and there's like how many cameramen in the room? Like no one's two. getting turned on. No, okay, definitely <laughs> no. not. Um, I mean, maybe if my scene partner was like my actual partner in real life, right. maybe it would be different. Be like, oh, I haven't experienced that. Right. I know people who have, and I'm. I think they actually feel even more uncomfortable in those oh. situations, which I would personally, because for me, it's like, I always think about this. It's like, I don't really, I'm not somebody who like wants to show PDA yeah. with like my partner in, in front of especially not my friends or my family right. but it's like I'd feel more, a little bit more comfortable if it's like randoms like and you're just like yeah. holding hands on the street being on a set where it was like drugs alcohol sex when was the first time you drank oh my gosh the first time I drank that's a funny question um I don't even know how old I was I, I think I was I think I was like 13 or 14 like yeah maybe give or take I don't really remember how old I was but um I was in New Jersey with my friends and we like had I think it was like white wine or something like a bottle like a water bottle we were like walking around New Jersey we'd go to like the quick check I remember the the next morning, like I was like I was hungover. You're like, what is this? Because I had you know I had maybe like a sip of the wine, but did you ever experiment with drugs? I did. I, um, it's, so it's, you know, public knowledge that I, I went to a rehab treatment Mm -hmm. and I'm honestly really grateful for that experience. I, it's interesting too, because I, I got all of my like fun quote unquote out before I turned 18. I'm grateful for it to be honest, because, you know, maybe certain people are more inclined to trying things and I, I was that personality. I, right. I am. I guess you don't, you know, your, your personality doesn't change. Right. So I'm, I'm glad I got it out of my system. I, I think it also had a lot to do with like being restrained and, you know, my parents, like I love them, bless their heart, but they were trying very hard to make sure I didn't do those things. And it kind of pushed me to do the opposite. I think that makes sense. Yeah, but now I'm an adult and it's like I, I could do whatever I wanted theoretically, but I, I choose to not because I, I'm not interested in it. 
so you went to rehab and like what were you seeking treatment for um i was seeking treatment for drug alcohol abuse did anyone like stage any kind of like intervention to get you there or did you decide to go on your own Kind of. It was a mix of both. Like it was like my mom and my dad and my friends that were all very concerned and were very worried about me. Like and I would, you know, I, I liked to think that I was like doing like the the things that I was doing in like a selfless way in the sense of I wasn't sharing the stuff with my friends and I, I wasn't doing that in like a it's all mine. Like I didn't want my friends to be doing the same bad things that I was doing. So like I wasn't like sharing it with them and I wasn't really talking about it much, but they could just tell and wow. know what was going on. I did want to get better as well, but it, it took, you know, a minute to for me to actually want it as well. I appreciate you saying that because there's so many young women that listen to my show mm-hmm. and every time someone comes on and it's like, open about an experience I feel like I mean you're gonna get dms from this episode of people being like thank you like it's really cool to have someone sit here and be open and vulnerable I love being vulnerable too it's like you know even with the show and stuff and the the scenes I had to do that were uncomfortable it's like at the end of the day it's like you're just one person if you can make a bigger difference I'd love to yeah and if someone can relate yeah and be like oh she goes through that because there's nothing worse than feeling alone in your situations like that's there's nothing worse than that literally nothing worse yeah. so you're not alone if you're listening did the substance abuse at all affect your like job at the time like were you like fuck no weirdly and I mean yes it did because it's it wasn't healthy and I wasn't sustainable but yeah. I have vivid memories of being up all night and then ubering to set before I even got my driver's license and having a bloody nose in my trailer like at 15 and you know but I would always get to set on time because I'm a Virgo (laughs) I was always on time but it wasn't sustainable it wasn't healthy I was miserable on the inside and on the outside as well were you like confiding with any of your like cast members like were they helping you like they knew what you were going through they would definitely be able to tell what was going on and they were very concerned and were were definitely trying to help me but I I wasn't I'm I'm a very like closed off person sometimes so in 2018 when you talked about rehab were you at all concerned about like the optics of like what it would do to your career you're like no fuck this I was maybe a little bit but I also was like people have their their problems people have their their things and nobody's perfect everybody's got their thing and it's like you know that might have been my Achilles heel and it also was freeing honestly because I was living in such a fear as well that like what if I get exposed like oh my god like all these horrible things could happen and I was like I honestly want to take the the power away from the possibility of other people saying it and uh kind of control the narrative I think that's fucking amazing yeah very powerful and good for you thanks like just being like you know what like this demon I'm like nope I'm gonna conquer it and I'm gonna go handle it and right that's amazing yeah how have the people you or have the people you surround yourself with like has that changed no like it it I mean yes and no like I I definitely back then when I was you know in my dark times I had my party friends and like they weren't my friends that I would ever even get lunch with I would meet them up at the freaking club I don't talk to any of those people anymore but my main friend group um has not changed I would you know they would maybe come out with me to parties and stuff sometimes back in the day I'd have my like random club promoter connects and I'm just like I look back and I'm like what is wrong with those people like why were they inviting 15 16 year olds to the club get a life you look it's sad it it is sad and it's weird concerning it is 
What would you say to anyone who is considering rehab but is like scared and they feel like I'm too young? Like that couldn't be for me. It's a good question. It's a good question because I felt that too. Like honestly, when I was 18, I was like, am I really never going to do a drug or anything again? Like I'm only 18, but you really just change your view on yourself, I think, and like what you want to bring into your life. And at the end of the day, like everything we do is like um, going to create the bigger version of ourselves. I could, I actually had a friend that was struggling with substance abuse and was Mm -hmm. like, I'm literally like in my twenties. Like, so you're telling me I'm just never going to have a drink again. Right. And so I, I kind of get what you're saying of like, there is no harm. Let's put it that way in just pausing and working on yourself. 100%. Yes. It's like, I don't even want to say nothing is forever because some people need to know, say to themselves, I'll be sober forever. Maybe that keeps them sober or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, but maybe for me it was more of a, a nothing is forever. Like maybe I'll be able to change my perspective on things one yeah. day, but I haven't and um, I don't plan on it either. You answer to yourself. And maybe certain like things help other people too. Like some people maybe have like a negative vice. Maybe they yeah. have a positive vice like working out. A lot of sober people I know smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And you know, that's not good either. Like they'll smoke like a pack a day and that's, yeah. you know. So I guess you just kind of got to pick your poison. What is your relationship to alcohol and drugs now? I don't do drugs. Um, I drink. I mean, I'm not like alcohol was really not never my problem to be honest. I'm not really much of a drinker though. Like I'll, I'll have my Aperol spritz. I like a I like a tequila soda, but, um, I don't really like to get like drunk. Yeah. I don't like the way it makes me feel like I'll, I'll go through, I'll definitely, you know, go weeks without drinking. And I'm just like, I'm just, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Yeah. Bottom line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. This is Call Her Daddy. So I have to ask a little bit about dating, love, the whole thing. (laughs) Who was your first crush? Like celebrity crush or like real crush? Maybe celebrity. That's more fun. Okay. My first celebrity crush. I loved One Direction. You could... You could say Harry Styles yep. was my first celebrity crush. That's a he good actually boy. follows me on Twitter, which is pretty crazy. Oh, I know. Okay. Humble flex and humble as flex. Everywhere you go, you should make that comment. I, Every interview. Oh, I I do. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, oh, don't worry. It's it's my talk. I don't point at the bar. About it. <laughs> you're like flirting with a guy. You're like, oh, by the way, yeah. no big deal, no competition. But like Harry Styles follows me on Twitter. Yeah. Anyways, um, wait a minute. Actually, I actually um before I had my first real kiss off screen. I went to the One Direction movie premiere and Harry Styles kissed my cheek. I was like, oh my God, like, hi, like, 
and he had already followed me on Twitter and like I guess he like likes liked the show at that okay. point. So you should start with that every time. Like, <laughs> who was your first kiss? Harry Styles. And then you dial it back. You're like, well, <laughs> well it wasn't yeah. my cheek, but like I consider it. That's a great fucking story. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm I know. I, I just remember blushing and oh. like beat red my mom is like next to me your mom's like get in the car you need to relax yeah like, mom this is the best day of my fucking life holy shit okay that's a great story did being on tv help or hurt your dating life any specific example i well i don't fully know but i think it I don't know. It made me more aware of things. Like I was always very like anxious that I was getting like used or whatever for being on TV and that like somebody didn't like me for me and um, that they were just like trying to like maybe like, you know, be, be with a famous person or right. on TV, whatever. Did you so, ever catch anyone doing that? No, because I was I wouldn't really put myself out there. Okay. Like I maybe I like I would catch it before it would ever get to anything. Right. If that makes sense. Have you ever been on a dating app? I have definitely been on Raya. Oh yeah. And I love how you myth. blush a little. We need to we need to normalize being on dating apps. You're like, don't look at me. I know, you're right. We do need to normalize it. We do need to normalize Emma's it. I just hate blushing. the stigma. It's like if somebody's on it, it's like I'm not I was I wasn't on it being like I'm looking for a like no, a relationship. But you don't need to feel that way though. I yeah, literally you're right. we need to stop. It's like right. it's easier to meet people yeah, and fair you can enough. vet them and you can Wikipedia. I also like them. to like look at who's on it and I'm like, oh I recognize yes. them. Like, right? <laughs> and then you can like do your research before. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Instagram. at the bar you gotta you know sometimes you gotta have your ipad with you so you could screen record to send your friends who you oh, see because you can't screenshot it's so don't. hard dude it <laughs> don't so, sue me ryan i know ryan's gonna like kick us both off no <laughs> we're too good um we're too good to them no that's actually yes moving forward no blushing i was on raya once. i'm the worst proud. i blush proud i it's i literally like i am notorious for just blushing at the drop of a hat. You blushed more at that than the Harry Styles kiss. Stop, no blushing again. (laughs) Like, please stop. Next question. Okay, did you ever have a personal relationship with anyone that you met on a set? No. Oh, you keep it professional. (laughs) You're like, and if I did, I'm not going to fucking tell you, bitch. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, um, I wasn't even like my goal was like to try to keep it professional. Like, I remember when they would write, you know, me like a lover on the show or whatever, either show I do. I would be like, yes, please, please, somebody I like. And, you know, it never would be. No offense to my previous TV lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Who did you have a crush on on Shameless? I think I already know this answer. Yeah, it's, I, I, honestly, there was a few people, but. um, spill the tea. So. (laughs) Tell us. So first, Shameless crush was Jeremy. Yeah. He knows it. We all know it. His wife knows it. We laugh (laughs) about it. It's great. And. It's just weird, too, because I'm like, he's literally like my brother. It was like maybe the pilot. I was like, he's just so cool. Like, yeah, Jeremy's just dope. And he's so nice. Dude, you're nine and he's hot. For no, sure. No one's like mad at you for that. Him. And then um, also Justin Chatwin. I had a crush on. Wait, which one was Justin? He played Jimmy Steve. Oh. Fiona's boyfriend. And um, he was pretty fucking hot. Yeah. I remember this one time, actually, somebody on set knew that I had a crush on Justin or whatever. And she goes, um... Emma, look. She was like, it's Justin. She was like, your crush or whatever. And I'm like 10. I'm like beat red. And everybody's like, stop it to this, you know, one person. That is so. Oh, that wasn't. That was. I have plenty of stories in my brain. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Dude, that's not. Not me stirring the pot. (laughs) Yeah, stirring the pot. But like I. How many times like my sister and older like family friend would be like, Alex. I hate Look who's here. And I'm like. 
I am 12 yeah. and I write about him in my diary. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's so I'm sorry. Like, let's empower people and not try yeah. to bring them down. Also, like if you've confided in someone that you have a messed crush, up, dude. Yeah. I'm like sorry. in any realm of just like trying to like point something out. Like, you know, those girls that are like try to embarrass you in front of somebody you like. Yes. They're the worst. It's because they're, they're insecure. And, the, I mean, they're insecure. They're mean. They're insecure. <laughs> have you ever been in love? I have been in love. I I have been, um, I think a few times. And it's great. Yeah, it is great. It's I it's such a special feeling. Like I honestly remember the first time like I was I realized I'm, you know, in love and I, I have, you know, my boyfriend and Oh, you're you're in a relationship. No well oh, I'm talking about my ex boyfriend okay, yep, when yep. we were um, dating. And yeah, it's a very special feeling. Like I remember before that, I had always just thought, like, am I even lovable? You know? And it's like, then you find somebody and you you have all these random things in common with them that you're like, that's so random. Why do we both have this? Like, why did this happen yeah. to both of us? And it's beautiful. And then, you know, then you heartbreak. either you stay in love and you stay great or you don't. Or you heartbreak. Have you been heartbroken before? Uh, for sure. Yeah, of course. The worst and, um... For sure. That made me so sad when you just said, like, am I even lovable? Yeah, I think everybody, I mean, maybe not, but I know I definitely used to, like, think about that. And then, you know, I think once you have that first kind of real love, you realize you are lovable. And Yeah, that's a good point. I was about to be like, uh, and then I'm like, oh, wait, no. I remember, like, feeling that in high school, like, before you have that guy and Mm -hmm. you're like, what is it about me? Like, and especially if all your friends have someone and then you're like, what is going on? Right, for sure. You start to like look inward and think there's something wrong with you. But it's really like you just haven't found the right person. Yeah. Okay, final question. Okay. What is the craziest thing that you've read about yourself on the internet and what is your response? Randomly, there was an article once that I died, which is so random. I feel like a lot of people have had those, but I was like, where does this even come from and why do they care? Like, There's an article? Like, I mean, I don't think it was like, it was just someone saying the cover of the New York Times, but like, I I definitely saw it in my Google alerts. And it was was in your Google alerts? Yeah. And you were like, wait, let me check. And I'm like, yeah, is my pulse? You're like, wait, am I? Wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Maybe it's all, maybe I am dead and this is all just an illusion. I'm in heaven. That would be a fucking crazy podcast episode. I like look in the camera and like yeah. you're not there i'm like what the fuck <laughs> emma kenny um, twilight zone thank you so much thank you you this was are, so fun honestly this is so fun mm. thank you for coming i had the best time well there you have it daddy gang i hope you felt a little bit a part of the gallagher's crew for a minute and I know I got my shameless fix and now I want to go rewatch the entire thing which I've already been doing um I thought it was really fun to get those inside moments just of a show that I know so many of us are obsessed with and I really appreciate Emma opening up about herself and her experience on the set so daddy gang you know the drill in one short week You'll blink and all of a sudden we'll be back and there will be another episode. And just as I say it every fucking week, I will see you fuckers next Wednesday.